Welcome to TLDR with Tony and Luke. I'm Luke. And I'm Tony. Join us as we ask ourselves, should we or should we not be playing this game? <laughs> yes. I think it'll all be revealed yes. as we work down our list for today. Yes. We've got a few games on the menu today. We've got five total. Yep. I'm going to start off with the one that I think this applies to most <laughs> controversially, yes. which is high so, on life. So morally, should you morally, be playing this game? Can you separate the art from the artist? It's a <laughs> question that we seem to be asking ourselves a lot more these days. <laughs> yes. uh, if you're not aware, Justin Roiland from the I don't know, the creative director of Squanch Games, also involved in a bunch of other stuff. Um, there's a bunch of stuff out there. The one that's concrete is definitely that he's up on charges for domestic abuse. Yeah. Um, and the other stuff just gets worse from there. <laughs> domestic abuse is a lead to his problems. Yeah. 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 Um, things like he wasn't working on Rick and Morty for like since season three because he wasn't allowed in the office or in the writer's room anymore. So they had him recording his lines from the basement of his house. <laughs> so Warner Brothers knew something was up yeah, a long yeah. time ago. Yeah. If we can separate that out though. Yes. From the game. <laughs> from the game. I finished it. Um, it uh, was pretty good yeah. overall. I think it's, again, a solid AAA sort okay. of thing. You know, if you like the humor and whatnot, that's a big part of it. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. good fun. It did have a really interesting ending, though. Okay. Right? Um, it had a very flat ending. Oh. Like, you kill the bad guys, right? Yeah. The, yep. the, the bad guy has been the big bad the guy. Whole, the, the whole thing. And... Um, you know, it's a bit of like, oh, will they, will they not live kind of, you know, sort of stuff. And then, oh, yay, we beat it. Oh, that's great. And roll credits. Oh. Right. And you've okay. kind of like been talking with Gene, your bounty hunter, yep. uh, um, you know, guide yep. and your sister um, who's been <laughs> having all sorts of adventures in this alien land that she's wound up in kind of thing. And you didn't get that like resolution of talking to them. Okay. Um, yep. But if you press on, Finish the credits, go back into the game um, without like spoiling the whole ending. There is more like a secret kind of ending uh, to yeah, the game. You can speak okay. to Gene, speak to your sister, um, and they, they even make a, like a couple of fourth wall. There's a, quite a few fourth wall breaking yeah, jokes, but yeah. there's one that they're like, hey, uh, things aren't probably, probably going to stay the same for a while. <laughs> Feel free to like go back and look at the planets and like, you know, maybe things will change in the future kind of thing. Uh, yeah. um, kind of thing. And then there's like a little, se- if you find like the secret bits, you can get another ending, which kind of like adds a little bit more to like the resolution of the story, which is what I was expecting to have. Kind okay. of thing. It was very surprising though for a game that I didn't think was too deep to kind of like have a, have that kind of yeah, extra new game bit plus. going on sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I won't uh, offer any more Interesting. spoilers. I'm sure you can look it up online if you want to. If yeah. you don't want to know what, how it works. Yeah, but yeah. I, I found it myself naturally for the most part. So I was like, "Oh, this is really nice," because you know, I kind of knew that this was. You sort of see some clues earlier on. You're like, "Oh, this is yeah, going to come yeah, back yeah, here yeah, later," yeah, kind yeah. of thing. You know, yeah. Because it does it does um, promote exploring. Like if you go and dig into the corners, you will find chests. Okay. To yeah. like round out your cards, you got a little counter for, to get all the loot chests in every yeah. level, so you can really probe into all the yeah, corners to find everything. Find it. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I played it for one dollar on Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. And by that standard, That's it was definitely a value tick. for money. Value for money. Yeah. I think um, if you get it for like fifteen bucks, yeah, that'll be you. Well worth yeah. the, the the right price for that sort of a yeah. quality of game. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I don't know. That's all I got on that one. That's that's about it. it was, okay. It that's fun. interesting. Speaking of endings you weren't expecting, there yeah. was a, a game a long time ago called Another World. Oh, yeah. So it was a bit like flashback. You it was a uh, puzzles. You had you had to go side 
just left to right across the screen and there were puzzles that you had to solve going left and right across the screen. Some of the screens you had to go down the bottom and go onto the next screen, then get up the top uh, and then go back onto the previous yeah, screen to unlock yeah, something. Yeah, and yeah. you had to just make your way through the whole game. Yeah. And it started off with this really intricate cutscene of your researcher working in a physics lab and yep. something goes wrong and you create a wormhole and you blast into this other world. Yeah. And so yep. the whole premise is like you're trying to find your way back home. Uh, and then yeah. there's no dialogue or anything. There's uh, no there's no dialogue at all. There's no explanation. It's all just visual, yep. 100% visual. And you get to the end, you're like you free yourself from the slaver creatures and you jump on a pterodactyl and fly off into the sunset. Oh, that's a pterodactyl of all things. So you stay on another world yeah. with no hope of returning home. Boom, that's it. But you that's it. Off you go. Oh. Into the sunset. The end. The end. So yeah, very different ending than what you would that's expect. exactly the kind of ending this is. It's sort of like, we call the bad guy. Yeah. The end. The end. Well done. The oh, end. done. You know, uh, everything. Yeah. There you go. Interesting. Such a funny, like, High Life has such a funny premise, like the idea that you can smoke other living creatures to get high. <laughs> yes. And then you go and like the, they launched the new Hyperbong, which is like big enough to fit a human in kind of oh, thing. Like that's like oh, the whole point of like it. So yeah, then you can yeah. uh, get these new racing because we're too big for like the old, ones. Have, the, the old ones. <laughs> yeah. oh, God. It's just off the, yeah, it, it is, I don't know. If I find a like, the, t- the whole premise of the setup and the aliens and all that is yeah. really quite good. Really quite good. I didn't do enjoy it a lot. There is very, it's very adult though. Like right. In a lot of ways. Like, okay. apart from like obviously the massive amounts of drug use yes. that kind of presented across the thing. But some of those movies that they play on the, on the TV in the house, right? Oh, yeah. They have nudity in them. Oh, and that's okay. in the game too, kind of thing. Right. So I just come back to the house and there's this woman getting out of the shower. I'm like, oh, well, that's okay. something you don't really let me see in video games these, no. these days, kind of things. No. Well, I mean, if, if my Steam. You know, uh, browsing through Steam things to be go by. You definitely do see this in video games. Well, yes, you do. Days, but yes. not uh, that's not a specific type, type of game. game. Yeah. Not, not like a random one. Yeah. yeah, so funny. Anyway, yeah, that that's high on life. High on life. Done. Tell us, me. Tell me, Tony. Because you finally got it. Yeah. Chaos Gate. Chaos Gate. Demon, Demon Hunters. Wars. Demon Hunters. Damn it. Huh? Yeah, yeah. So the Grey Knights. So it's interesting. Uh, got a lot of positive things to say about the game. Yeah. How much have you put into it so far? Uh, a lot. Yeah, okay. a lot. Yep. yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, I hmm. had had a reason to have a day off uh, recently and spend most of my day off. All right. Getting stuck into it. So, the most interesting thing I can say about it is <clears throat> the out of combat screen. So, if you play XCOM, right, you know that there's out of combat sequences. Yeah. And the out-of-combat sequences in this feel very 1990s. Like, they're really well-produced. Yeah. But the you know how we've the Uncanny Valley effect uh, and we've got the lip-syncing and stuff? Yeah. They've gone before Uncanny Valley. Oh. So, the, yeah, the characters aren't even trying to look lip-synced. Like, they're more like in... Um, in uh, I've played um, the remastered version of, of Starcraft... Okay. And, you know, yeah. Talking heads yeah. in that, and they're just like talking like an animatronic, and their heads are just moving around, yeah. and the lips are just doing whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah, this yeah, is a bit right. more like that. So that yeah. funny. It's a really well polished game. That's obviously it, but it's obviously cost a lot of money to do yeah. that type of animation. So they've chosen not, not to, to do go it, and then they've gone like prior to Uncanny Valley. Yeah. Which is an interesting choice. That is interesting. So that's something that Weird. sticks out. It's all it's it's fully voiced. But 
the conversations you have with your crew with your crew members, but they've only voiced a section of the comment. Yeah. And it's not always the start or the end. Sometimes oh. it's the middle. So it's really quite distracting because you need to read the whole comment that they've said if you're interested in getting the story. Yeah. But then they're speaking to you, but they're not necessarily speaking to you what you're currently reading. So that was a bit weird. That is a bit weird. It's an odd cost-cutting measure. Yeah. And they've done the thing that a lot of these types of games do. You've, they make you make uninformed decisions early in the game yeah, yeah, when you don't know what the implications of your decisions you're making are. Yeah. And, of course, I've made bad choices, and <laughs> but I've put so much time into it, I don't want to go back to the start and do it all again knowing yeah. what I know now. Yeah. Because I made those decisions and so now I've kind of got to sit with them. Yep. So, mm-hmm. But it's very good. The combat itself is very good so that it's very XCOM, oh. but you feel a lot more powerful. Than your XCOM soldiers, which is good. Forty k, you should be. Yeah, you're in like, these great big suits you know, of armor. You can take several hits before you're in trouble. Yeah, right. And um, they've implemented the cover mechanic is much better than XCOM. The cover mechanic doesn't make it harder to hit you. The cover mechanic reduces the damage that you take. So if you're behind, if you're behind full cover in Terminator armor, you can pretty much get hit by a heavy weapon and still not take any damage. Yeah. So I like that mechanic much better than XCOM and it missed you. Yeah. Um, because then if they roll 100 and they hit you and you've got two hit points left, bang, you're dead anyway. Yeah. So goodbye. Yep. But in this, if you want to keep someone alive, you can hide them behind full cover. Yeah. And as long as you, you can stop them flanking you, you're pretty much safe from the damage that yeah, they'll do. Yeah, because you just don't – it always hits, but it just yeah. gets negated. It gets negated. Kind of, does so, it, different materials have any kind of different cover? Yeah, properties? yeah, the cover gets destroyed. Yeah. So if you're standing behind a stone wall, it can fall over. Oh, uh, if okay. you're standing behind barrels, they can explode. Yep. But if you're standing behind an iron girder, that doesn't tend to get destroyed so much uh, yet. Yet. Yeah, I'm still only in well, the first section of the game. A bit of laser action. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's good. There's four different character classes, but each of the character classes has a very intricate skill tree. And the character classes feel very different as you play them, so you really get the hang of how you want to play your characters. And unlike XCOM, when your soldiers get wounded, you can still field them on battle. So I fielded my main guy for every single mission, and he's pretty much been wounded (sighs) the the whole time. Yeah. So he's got minus six hit points. But oh. because I'm fielding him yeah. every mission, he keeps going up levels. Yep. So he's still getting more hit points than the other guys that are yep. not wounded, yeah. but they're a lower level than him. Yep. And he just feels so powerful. Well, I'm very attached to that. That feels correct again for the setting. The, yeah. the way the Warhammer, like you got a little bit wounded, you get back on the field. Yeah, you get back you on know, the field. Like, come yeah. on. You know. And it, makes, it throws tough decisions at you the whole time. So it's, it's very Warhammer in that you're in a completely destroyed ship going back to retrofit when you get requisitioned by the Inquisition and the Inquisitor says, I don't care if your ship's nearly destroyed, you're going and doing this now. So you've got this completely hobbled ship that you're trying to put your ship back together while you're doing all these missions. It's always the Inquisitors. Yeah. It's always the Inquisitors. It doesn't matter yeah. what what universe you're in, you've always got to watch yeah, out Yeah, there's always an Inquisitor that rocks up. They're always yeah. going to ruin your day. So you've got to fix your ship. So you've got to make choices about what bits of your ship you want to fix. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. So the enemy, the the antagonist in this is Nurgle, the Plague God, which is interesting to see a different kind of enemy than they use, traditionally use. So the Plague God has been used before. Yep. I don't think they've ever used the Chaos God. That would be excellent to see the Chaos God used once. They used Corn, the warrior, the blood, blood for the blood God a lot, and they have used Nurgle before. 
but it's quite good. Having it's not the Chaos Marines, it's not the Orcs. Yep. So they've yep something. So different. I would love to see this game continue on with different antagonists. It's well, it could easily just throw in a different antagonist with a new story boom. and use exactly the same just mechanics, a few and it still be a, yeah, and you're up and still running. be a great game. Yeah. So yeah, so you've got limited equipment, you've got limited grey knights in your ship, and you get you have monthly so instead of the monthly XCOM reports, you get monthly reports back to the head of the Grey Knights. I can't I don't know exact I don't exactly know who he's the head of, he's the head of someone. He offers you requisition points and then you need to spend your requisition points purchasing new arms, new armor, yeah. new grey wool uh no, not grey wolves, uh grey knights and yeah, um, armor, melee weapons, range weapons, new knights, and then new equipment that you put in your equipment slot. Nice. So you're always juggling nice. where you want to spend your what requisition points. And so then you've also got research points. So you've got grimoires and you've got servitors and you've got requisition points. So the basically three rewards, the three currencies that you spend. And it takes you quite some time to work out the value of each of those currencies. And so that impacts. So when... When this, uh, so the main story is that there's an evil seed spreading. It's the, the standard thing. The plague is spreading through seeds. Yep. Yep. And when the seeds bloom, there's three planets in, on the map that have the bloom infestation. And usually you can only get to one of them. So a couple mm. of times I've been lucky and I've been able to get to two. Yeah. And then get twice as many rewards as I would normally be getting. Nice. And you progress that way. But yeah. So it's good. The missions are. A decent length without feeling too long. Mm, that's always tricky. And I was really enjoying it and doing really well. I'm um, doing missions that were low difficulty and medium difficulty and unlocking the story missions. Mm. And then I unlocked the first effectively boss level and it said difficulty extreme. And I thought, well, but the game is kind of urging me to do this. I don't know what to do. So I did it yeah. and I'm going, oh, yeah, this isn't too bad. This isn't too bad. This isn't too bad. And then... The boss appears. Yeah. Okay. This is challenging. Kill the boss. Great. Oh. No, that's not oh. the end. Now you've got to survive. Oh. And that that slaughtered me. Uh, right. So I, oh. I did it. I did it, but all of my Grey Knights got critically wounded, which means they now got a, they're now unable to go into missions and yep. they're going to have lost a leg or an arm or an eye or something. Okay. So uh, that's where I'm at at the moment, but I- don't like that. I think the game wanted me to tech up a bit more. Yeah. So I could actually survive these just hordes of plague marines and mm-hmm. and the other things that I can't remember the names of the other things that wow. just keep swarming at you. <laughs> so yeah, it was definitely extremely difficult. At so, least they did give you a warning it was gonna be. Yeah, but I didn't know what the difference between low and extreme yeah. was. And I kind of thought yeah, this is hard, but I managing it because I'm managing my troops really well. Yeah, yeah. And then it went, yeah, sideways. So three, pretty much three enemies were spawning every turn, and you can, and and that's with the boss as well. And the boss is like a demon, a huge demon, and it takes all of. So it took me only took me two turns to kill him, but it took all four of my knights, all of their actions for two turns to kill him. Wow, which means there's now six. Bad guys, oh, and then on my first turn, turn. cutting out the values, there's now nine bad, bad guys, guys, and you can't kill nine oh. bad guys with just four guys. 
and then you had to run away to get undercover, yeah. and you can't keep running back because you've got to keep the Inquisitor alive because the Inquisitor, of course, is plugged into the computer, and she's got to get the data out of the computer, so you have to protect her. So, yeah, it was very messy. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah. I really that's like a, it. That's a good mission, though, like having, like, you know, to fight up to the boss, kill the boss, then survive a wave, and then come back. That's yes. a few different things. Yeah, yeah, there's lots of different mechanics going well, on. You know? yeah. A bit of survivability, a bit of, like, high point damage for yeah. the boss. Yeah. yeah, yeah. so very good. Cool. You re- I really like the character. The character customization is much better than XCOM. You yep. really feel like even you've got two guys of the same character class, so they're completely different warriors. They fight completely differently. If one goes to the left of the tree and the other goes to the right of the tree, they fight completely differently. Right. So yeah, you know, we're like eight, eight sort of classes. You just double the amounts because you got. That's more than eight. It's more than eight, really, because yeah. they've got up and down and left and right, and then yep. the corners. All oh, right. And wow. I don't know what level you end up getting up to, so you may end up being able to cover more than half the map. But at the point I'm at, I've got three knights of one class, and all three of those knights fight completely differently because one I've gone left, one I've gone right, and one I've skipped the right and gone up to the oh, to the northeast yeah, corner okay. and got those powers. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. So you can skip. You don't have to unlock a whole quadrant. You can oh. skip a or an eighth. What's an eighthrant? An octrant. Yeah. You can skip part of the octrant to unlock the next octrant. <laughs> wow, that's very, yeah. that's very forgiving. Yeah, so yeah, it's good. Very com- you said they were, they were detailed. That, that's a lot. To yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of learning out. to go and you've got to manage your willpower. And one of the things that a lot of the concepts do get explained, but you don't understand them when they get explained to you, like the warp, which is very Warhammer. When you use your Grey Knight's psychic powers, you increase the warp. And so the warp goes up to 100% and then the bad guys get all these benefits. And then it builds up again to 100%. Mm. So there can be reinforcements or they can launch a plague cloud somewhere on the map. or Mm. Yeah, so, Mm. so it's really juggling yep. do I use my do I really need to use my yeah. psychic powers now so particularly your apothecary who can heal your marines and can yeah. heal them quite well yeah. so your marines have got like 13 hit points and they can heal for 9 oh. so it's a significant heal yeah. when you do heal but it also increases the warp counter of the it's the really good well. if you like XCOM uh if you like XCOM type games yep. and you like Warhammer, you're going to enjoy it as much as I have it's yeah, very atmospheric yeah. the color palette is not the best but I'll forgive them of that because it is the dark gothic. So the grey yeah. knights are predominantly grey yeah. and red. Yeah. And the Nurgle Plague Marines are predominantly dark green, light green, and purple. So the colour palette is not the IP kind of hampers. Yeah, hampers the colour palette. But yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Awesome. And I've only just scratched the surface. I'm sure I've got significantly How's- large number of missions to go. Yeah. How's the save mechanic? Uh, so the autosave is terrible. <laughs> There's only one autosave, and it autosaves after everything you do. So you literally can't go back and actually it autosaves everything. So even if it's your turn and you've moved two Marines and you stuff up your Marine with your third Marine, you go back to the end of the second Marine's turn. Yeah, right. So if you don't finish what you're currently doing, it hasn't saved it yet. But as soon as you finish what you're currently doing, it autosaves over the top of the autosave. And I couldn't find any way to increase the number of autosaves it keeps. It's obviously a bit of a – sounds like they've sort of – it's sort of like got an Iron Man mode automatically. There is an Iron Man mode that you can choose that only has one save. Yeah. So I've got – I'm balancing a couple of saves. So yep. I'm guessing the difference with what I'm playing in Iron Man is in Iron Man I don't have those couple of save no. slots. I've only got the one save one slot. Save. Yeah, it's not like it's to try, like, trying to like remove save scumming. Yes. Like force you yeah, to yeah. Like make a choice and, and, yeah, and with a bit of an undo it. if it's sort of yeah. you know, too bad. Yeah. Okay. And there's critical hits, which are very cool. I haven't quite worked out how you determine critical hits, but you can cut limbs. 
Yeah. So they've got critical hit locations and you can reduce their powers and increase your armor penetration or knock their armor off. There's all these different things that crits can do, which is quite good. Nice. Oh, and the thing that it does well that yeah. I didn't like in XCOM. Yeah. Remember how XCOM I complained that when the when you find the aliens, they get a free turn? Yeah. And I hated that. Yeah. In this, as soon as your first Marine finds the enemy Marines, yeah. he gets his action points reset and your other Marines all have three action points no matter where they are on the map. Hmm. Yeah. So you start fresh. When you find the enemy, you start fresh. fresh. Which is good. So they do get to move into cover and stuff, mm-hmm. but you don't. You're not limited by these three guys have all had their actions, and yeah. my last guys found them. I, I always felt that was yeah, very much like you, you're not playing really defensively. Yeah, which makes and then it too they make slow. It a time yeah. thing on it, so then you got to go fast. But it's like yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. a much I like that. a much better system. They still get a yeah. chance to move. Yeah, but, you but then get you reset. get all your knights get reset, that's and a good you, they all get a turn again. Yeah, okay. Yeah, hmm. I nice. like it. It's very good so far. Very good. Very yeah. good. So why would you play this, Tony? Uh, well, if you like Warhammer, it's very Warhammery. Got the, very much the Warhammer feel. You can even paint your miniatures if you want. Oh. There's a very extensive custom, you know, miniature customization thing. The sound effects are great. The Marines running in their Terminator armor and their uh, power armor sounds fantastic. It's really running across the metal floors. Very atmospheric. Sounds very good. It sounds like yeah. not many downsides with this one. No, you? really- no, I've got very few downsides. So it does have random loot allocation, so you don't always get to equip your knights with what you want. Okay. But, yeah, most of the problems I've got with it are lack of understanding of the concepts. Yeah, right. So, so once I understand some of the concepts more. Yeah, next episode will be interesting to see once you've dug yeah. in a bit more yeah. and see how that's playing out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thoroughly recommend it. If you like this type of game, game. if you like the XCOM, you'll like this. Nice game. Boom. I dig it. I dig it. Well, I finished Kingdom Two Crowns. At least I finished the campaign. Okay, that's it. the sideways one. That's the sideways yep. one. Yeah. So a quick remind refresher is it's um it's one plane, pixel artwork and stuff like that, and you can go left or right, and either direction are portals. Uh, the portals every night will spit out some greedlings. They attack your base, which is in the middle of the map. Yep. And so you have to expand either direction, taking out portals until you eventually, as it turns out, now I understand, when you get rid of well, – on two ends, there's always two options on either end. One of them will be the dock and one of them is the cliff. When you can clear the dock and, and put, a, put a, um, a lighthouse up, it means you can return to that island safely without your boat crashing and need to be rebuilt uh-huh. again. So that's really nice. Go the other direction – um, you can open up a cave and you got to fight through the cave and drop a bomb ah. uh, on the greedlings on like their you know, yeah, spawning, spawning thing point. or whatever. Yep. Uh, and then that island no longer spawns greedling anymore and you've won the island. Okay. It's kind of like the objective is to like, yep. do that sort of thing. So I don't understand that. Uh, yeah, I went through, beat it all. Died many times, <laughs> many rains, had to restart again. Yep. Um, and like when you restart, you got to like kind of go back, unlock all the special NPCs, um, unlock all the mounts if you want to use a different mount, yeah. unlock all the all the bonus upgrade shrines and things as well. All over again. Yeah, so you a bit a little bit tedious to go through each island and just repeat yeah, the same things again done. and again and again. Yeah. I ended up, when I actually beat it, I was far enough along that I didn't even bother. I just took the one NPC that right. I needed yeah. to build the baluster to yeah. then deal with the retaliation strikes. Yeah. Um, and now I know how it works better. You probably always have got to die once because I don't think 
you can build up enough in a short enough time before that first big attack comes and just right. wipes you out. I yep. have a suspicion that it's designed Find that way that way around. Yeah. Uh, but after that, I shouldn't have died again, but I died many times. <laughs> just being greedy, overexpanding too yeah, fast, yeah, you know, yeah. building, making my guys build stuff at night and, yeah. and things like that. I lost a few gems, which is frustrating because the gems unlock all the NPCs and towers uh, and mounts and yes. things like that. Uh, and I found out well, let me take a step back. The reason I kept playing this game is I don't know. Okay. It just kept pulling okay. me back in. Even you, I was like, why are you but playing you this for? It looks so simple and boring. I'm like, I know it's kind of simple. Like, you collect coins from things. Yep. You know, you got to manage your purse because if you get too many coins, the coins fall out into the sea yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And you got to yeah. like hire people and do it. But the game gives you nothing. Right. The right. game gives you no... No hints. No hints, no instructions. You have to work out everything for yourself yep, yep. and so i didn't look online just kept going i think that's what drew me through was like yeah. just working out the mechanics of like what does this npc do okay i'll pick him up okay so the little ghost tells you go over here and then you build it oh it builds a baluster oh it builds another front lineman yep. you know it it does yep. whatever it does you know you put a horn on a wall so you can call your troops in yeah um there's a little bit of discovery Oh, it's a new thing. What will it be when I unlock this? Oh, it's a lizard that spits fire right. for a mount. You know? Yeah. And as well, just a thing of beating it. Beating it, yeah. Kind of thing. But I think at hard levels, it does get like a little bit resourcey kind of thing. You get like really manage, you know, how many coins do I have? Do I want to hire people or do I want to things? Yeah. Once you get to the point where you start having farms that start pumping out coins, it's more just a race of trying not to be too greedy yeah, and taking too yeah. much land at once kind of yeah. thing because you've got the resources, but you can still only you build can't defend it. a yeah. certain amount of time. And once you build that wall, all your troops move up. And so if they move up and you haven't got enough defenses, yeah, they all defenses die. fall down. Well, not all die, like some will die because yeah. what happens when the greedling hits a, hits a, a unit, they drop their weapon uh, or tool or whatever it is they've yeah. got. They then run back to safety themselves. Yeah. If they get hit again, they become uh, like um, unhired. They're like, they're like unhired okay. yeah. creatures. You got to like rehire them with a coin and then yeah. buy them things. If they, if you kill the greedling, they'll run back and pick up their tools off the ground and yeah. go back to what they were again okay. kind of thing. So, yeah. but yeah, you lose a lot of things. You then got to rebuild yeah. again. And if you have a cascadey kind of yeah. tedious, problem, tedious, tedious thing stuff. to deal with. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so the discovery thing, I think it's what really kept pulling me back in again okay. and again. Yeah. The one thing that did get me though that I'm annoyed about is with the gems. There's a uh, an NPC that shows up with a chest that has a gem icon on it. Yeah. And you put the gem, you put a gem in there. Yeah. And then you can go to them and give them one coin, and the chest opens, and yeah. a gem falls out. Except the first time I did it, I kind of like I think I put a few in there. And nothing happens, and I left and came back later, and then I I did it and opened. I got all these gems out, and I'm like, I thought it was some sort of like gambling thing. Oh, like, uh, right. Yeah. If you have extra gems, you can get. Well, no, it's, it's just a storage store. system, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that was. I, I end up spending a lot of time running around with all these gems in my bag, and yeah. the gems take up physical space, so you can't hold as many coins. Yeah. And if you get hit by a greedling, you throw coins out. They've got no coins. You throw gems out, and they steal the gems. And you can't, uh, unless can't you go and back. beat the cray, if you don't, if you die or something like that, there's some rules around it. You can't get that gem back. Yeah. And you, there's only the exact amount of gems in the world right. that will unlock all the things. Yep. Like, oh, that was so silly. I could have. I mean, I, uh, I just did sit down that one shrine. It wasn't a wasn't a huge deal or anything. But, yeah, it was frustrating. Yeah, yeah. I I like this. It was pretty chill. 
you know, it doesn't take, doesn't ask a lot no, of you yeah. sort of thing. Um, and the graphics look fun too. The graphics are fine. They're very detailed, nice. Pixel graphics. Yeah. yeah. And like when you when you get hit and your crown falls off, it slows down. It goes, when your crown goes, ding, through the air. And you're like, oh, no, ding. And it goes, yeah. you know, it's all like really dramatic. dramatic. Greenland Gre- yeah. gets it. It goes back to full time and that Greenland just runs away. <laughs> and then it's like, no crown, no kingdom. And then you fail <laughs> and you start again kind yep. of thing because you got to have the crown. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's fun. I think I don't know who it's for. I don't know what sort of. I guess it's it's a roguelike base builder yep. kind of thing. If you like upgrading and building things, kind of thing, it's almost a mobile game. Okay, like, I feel like you could play it quite yeah. easily on a phone. On a phone. Nothing yep. that would that would stop you from enjoying it on the go, kind yep. of thing. It'd be like a perfect yep. mobile game kind of thing. Yep. Um, I definitely rate it. If you like discovery, like like having to go in something and not really knowing too much yeah, about it, and learn and have to work experience. it out, kind of thing, yeah. you know, um, it's fun. I did go and read the wiki though to work out all the things that I missed, yeah. including that gem yeah. thing, the gem storage thing. I'm like, oh, that was so yeah, so obvious. That was so obvious. <laughs> and it's like a bell, you know, and stuff. And I didn't work that out till ages because I just was impatient and stuff. And it's like, oh, this would have been really handy if I'd understood this stuff. But yeah, that's kind of. That'll come back and try to me. I think that's kind of um, the part of it. But yeah. Yeah. I think I keep going back to it, wanting to play it. Yeah. And not knowing why I wanted to yeah, play that's, it. Yeah, that's quite but good. I, I think it definitely yeah, tickled that discovery element that I do enjoy kind of thing. And the continual, apart from when you die, the continual progression. Of yeah. Like once you upgrade all the walls to their maximum thing, then they're, they're yeah, done. It's finished. Even when they get destroyed, you get to... When you rebuild it, they rebuild as At that the level. top thing. So yep. you do, even though you got to rebuild stuff, all your buildings, other buildings are still there. It's just the walls you got to yep. sit down and re, but then rehire everyone again, kind of thing. Yeah, and you get the teleporter portal, which make it a little bit easier to move around. So if you're smart about how you do your runs through left and right, yeah, you can be fairly efficient in terms of like not needing to just backtrack back so much. You kind yep. of just work your way down. One side teleport back, work down yeah. the other side. Now, by the time you did back again, the first side's replenished again. You just do it again, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fun. I I give it a tick. I got it for Pumble Bundle things. So okay. I paid nothing for yeah. fifty. Even if I paid the full fifteen dollars yeah. in Humble yeah. Bundle, I think that's probably it's still worth, worth it. it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's good. I'm gonna. I want to. Um, I know friends have, have said interest in playing it, and there's a whole series of Challenge Island sort of okay. stuff content they've got. It's a weirdest development cycle though like two crowns is the third edition of the game okay there's kingdom i think it's just called kingdom that's okay. the first one yep. just kingdom yep. and there's kingdom lost islands yeah and there's kingdom two crowns and the other two are basically superseded two crowns right. is the definitive yep. edition of yep. the base game yeah then there's the shogun's reskinning so okay. it's just the same japanese. game but just, just all japanese skinned yep. then there's like yeah all like uh th- four different modes Okay. Of Challenge Island kind of thing. And then there's the Norse edition as well, which I don't, I haven't played that at all. I just mm. noticed there was a Norse yep. online, um, two kingdoms and Norse kind of thing. I don't know whether it's just a reskin for Vikings or yeah. if they've added new content or not, but yeah. Surpri- a lot of content for this game this, that I just yeah, yeah. don't yeah. Underst- Completely understand. Understand it. Still, yeah. well, I played it. anyway, there it is. Yep. Gives it the thumbs up. Thumbs it's up. A lot of thumbs up this Always episode good. so far. Nothing, nothing, nothing could stop the run of thumbs up. 
Oh, yes, it can. <laughs> oh, what, yes, it what can. What could possibly not get a thumbs up, Tony? I don't understand what game. So, a game from the deep, dark past. Actually, Command not, and not, Conquer 4. Not that deep and dark as we worked out. Tiberium it was way more Twilight. Recent. 2010. 2010. 2010. So, 13, 12, 13 years ago. So. The game that killed the franchise. So, I had bought it way back when and played it co-op with a friend the whole GDI campaign. Yeah. And then I lost access to my EA account oh, and I created right. a new EA account to play um, Anthem with. Oh, okay. And I finally unearthed my old EA account right. and changed my email address, which is what was stopping me being able to use it, uh, and reset the password. And then, bang, lo and behold, I could get back into Command & Conquer Tiberium yeah, Twilight. Yeah, right, right. So I'd never right. finished the Nod campaign. So yep. I thought, oh, I'll get, I'll get into this. I'll, I'll do the Nod campaign as well. So why it's got everything that Command and Conquer's got? It's got all the units you remember. Yeah. It's got the cutscenes. It's got Kane. It's got GDI. It's got, like it's got the full, Nod. Full voice, a fully yeah, fully voiced. Yep. Thing. It's know, all there. Talk about like different between Chaos Gate and um and Command and Conquer in terms of cutscenes. You know, one like yeah yeah rubbish thing. It's like oh, we'll get a person. Yeah, or we'll, get, we'll get known actors. Yeah, and no, we'll film known it's actors. Got some, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying uh, to remember this. It's being, got yeah. MacGyver in it. It's oh, really? got um, <laughs> Kari Wurr, who was on um, Sliders. Yeah. Uh, I think it's got one of the guys out of Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, one of the guys out of Battlestar Galactica. It's got Tim Curry, Frank Inferno from Rocky Horror Picture Show. <sighs> Tim Curry. Man, Tim it's Curry. Got some really famous I, people in it. He was. He did one of the voices in... Um, in um, Gabriel Knight, Sins of the Father. Oh, yeah. I had no okay. idea who he was, but I was taken with his voice oh, acting in that. I didn't know yeah. who he like, was. I realized he's so good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Yuri from Command & Conquer Red Alert was, oh, yeah. was the... Oh, what's his name? Uh, it's very European, his yeah. name. Like very Transylvanian. Yeah. And he's right. from Flesh from Frankenstein. I can't think what his name is now, but he was Yuri in... In Yuri's Revenge, Red Alert <laughs> 2, Yuri's Revenge. Oh, so, yeah, they got some really famous actors yeah. to, do the, to do the full motion yeah. sequences, which is very interesting. But So, this has the full motion sequences. It's got a branching storyline. Yep. But where this departs, they definitely <laughs> tried something new. Where it departs is where it absolutely falls down, completely mm. 100%. Yeah. So, you don't build a base anymore and you don't have to mine Tiberium anymore and you don't have to worry about all of that sort of stuff you have crawlers so you can choose one crawler an offense crawler a defense crawler and a support crawler the crawlers all work differently they're all pretty much the same thing you deploy them and they become a base you can pack them up and they can move around the map and as you as you level them up they can return fire they can fight and the support one's a flying ship and the offensive one is a great big walking how it's a cannon okay. and the defense one's got a shield and a little pew 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 gun yep. so they match their themes as they're yep. walking around the map okay but the problem that they've got is each one of those bases each one of those things deploy different units okay oh so yeah 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 so now you don't know you no longer have to build a mobile factory to build your mammoth tanks and your Scorpion tanks and whatever else, all your different tanks. You've got 
the defense call has got one tank that's defense focused and the offense call has got another tank that's offense focused. So the mammoth tank and the new mammoth tank, the Mastodon, which is basically a Star Wars Imperial Walker. Mm. But you have to have, you have to be deploying the offense crawler to get access to that. So it's really, really hard to learn how to fight with the units. So what I've ended up doing, I looked at my past play records. I just ended up using the offense crawler all the time. Because I worked out how to field the offense units and was just fielding the offense units. You kind of just created like three. You turned one faction to yeah, three factions. Yeah, three factions. Got, no, yeah, yeah. Now you units. can swap your crawlers throughout the match. Yeah, and in but- fact, some of them are designed that you have to do that. Uh, but yeah, it's got rock, paper, scissors mechanic. And it's got the whole some airships can only attack the ground. And some ground units are really effective against the air, but they're crap against other ground units. You can't run over the infantry like you used to be able to. I remember oh, that with the tanks. Yeah, yeah, you used to yeah. run over the infantry. Yeah. You can't do that anymore, so that's gone. God. But the biggest, biggest, biggest mistake they made. Okay, it's more. Yeah, more. This is the biggest mistake they made. There's 20 levels. So you get ranks. You get ranked and you earn experience points. Oh, this is creeping off ranked. Um, like, like the Warcraft 3 kind of heroes thing that rank up or is it? Yeah, I guess. But yeah. But the units and the structures are locked behind the rank levels. Oh, so you which, don't even... Which is fine, which is fine, except I played through the entire Nod campaign and I got... There's 20 levels, okay? Yeah. I got up to level 11 oh. and finished the campaign. Without even getting all the units. And I only just, got, I only just got over half the units. And that's only half the units. Does that but count not. for the different... No, GDI's got their own experience tree. And then the three crawlers, they got all levels or the rank... No, it's ranks... Consistent across all three. So they all unlock equivalently. But yeah. So I a bad progression system. A progression system doesn't need to be one. Yeah. And an unnecessary division of the factions. I thought when you said crawlers, I thought you'd I thought you were gonna say you have three crawlers that are active at all one time, but you build them and you've got to like No. That would be an interesting like (laughs) thing, like a change on the base building and building miners, maybe, but like And so that's bad that you finish the campaign and you still haven't leveled up. So, and if you want to play the multiplayer games, it uses your rank from the single player campaign. So you got to keep so you do it twice effectively before well, you can even four times before you because you got to do it twice with GDI and then twice with Nod. And if you try and play any online games and they're level twenty and you're level eleven, they'll destroy you. Like the Mastodon tank, the wow. Ant Walker is just only, incredibly they powerful. The multiplayer imi- out of, yeah, immediately never, killed the multiplayer. Why would you yeah. ever need to link the single player to your multiplayer stuff? Yeah, it's stupid. So the co-op wow. was interesting yeah. because it's designed for there to be two human players. So it really okay. does throw stuff at you okay. and one human can't manage it. Yeah. But I read a lot of reviews that said, if you're thinking of playing the campaign single player, don't. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I agree. It's, it's, it's dumb. So- I finished off the GDI campaign again because I level 18 on GDI when I picked it up again. So I yep. wanted to get those last two levels. Yep. But because I was level 18, it was just so easy to wipe the floor with the opposition. Oh, my God. So I just redid the final mission four times it's to get up to level 20. more than time-wasting. To unlock the Mastodon literally tank. Just yeah, and I just wiped the floor with them. That's yeah. the worst thing a game can do is just literally steal your time. Steal your time. Yep. And then in the final Nod mission... You yeah. kill all of the Nod stuff and you send Kane. Kane's actually an alien that's been on Earth this whole time. He's been on Earth for two millennia and he wants to go back to his home planet. And that's what the Skrin Towers are all about from Command & Conquer 3. Remember, they introduced oh. the Skrin in Command & Conquer 3. I, the Skrin yeah, are not okay. a playable race in Command & Conquer 4, but the Skrin's infrastructure is all still on Earth. Yeah. 
And so you activate the screen tower and Kane goes in and teleports back to its home planet. Right. And that's that's yay, that, that, that's that. Kane's yay, yay for Kane. But once that happens, then this experimental GDI bomber appears. Oh. And completely destroys all the other nodes. So you've, you're playing with three computer-controlled nod crawlers. Right. And this bomber appears and destroys the three computer-controlled crawlers. And then you have to destroy the bomber. Right. But, of course, the bomber flies. Yeah. Which means you have to use anti-air vehicles. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I've got my offense crawler. And I'd hijacked eight mammoth tanks. You can hijack stuff when you nod. You, you, there's a unit yeah, that can hijack yeah, stuff. Yeah. I'd hijacked eight mammoth tanks. And as you remember, mammoth tanks have got the missile racks that can shoot in the air. Yeah. So I thought I'd give that a try. So I couldn't – oh, yeah, you're restricted. You're very restricted on how many units you can build. Very restricted. You've only got 60 um, command points. And the top-tier units take six or eight command points Ooh. for one unit. To We're command. not building a big army. No, so you're not building a big army. So I had these mammoth tanks. And I just correct me if I'm wrong, though, but Command and Conquer versus StarCraft, Command and Conquer's always had a larger army pool. Yeah, you could just build, build the support buildings. Yeah, just build, build as many of the support build, buildings build, as you want to make your army bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Cool. Yeah, this yeah. has not. No, you've got no capacity to make your army bigger yeah, if you want right. to. So mammoth tanks get destroyed by this bomber. And I think, okay, yeah, I didn't really understand the mammoth tanks anyway because I'm playing Nod. Yeah. I'll try this unit against the bomber. The unit, so there's a tank that shoots in the air. I built eight of them yeah, because they take time to build and then send them up against the bomber. Everything's going well until the bomber decides to drop bombs on them. Uh, yeah. Then they die instantly. Yeah, yeah. So, and then I thought, oh, okay, I'm using the wrong type of crawler. So I destroyed my offensive crawler, set up a defensive crawler and set up all these turrets uh, around the tower that it was trying to control. Yeah. It just flew away from the turrets and then started trying to control another tower. Uh, you can't move the turrets. And if you move the crawler, it powers down the turrets. Yeah. So it wasn't like you could set up turrets around each of the things yeah. that it wants to control. It's okay. just going to fly away from whichever yeah. one you're. So, okay, defense crawler's not right. So destroy the defense crawler, get up a support crawler. Which has got the aircraft. The support crawler has all the aircraft oh, units. Oh, I see. Yep. So I built all the aircraft units. The most powerful aircraft unit I had only shot ground units. So that ah. was no good. So I built <laughs> I built twenty yep. of the little ones. Yep. And flew them off to get him. And he's got a shotgun attack. Oh. So he hits like fifteen <laughs> of the twenty with each attack. So they all got blown up in seconds. So then I actually ended up going back to the offense crawler yep. and just Built lots and lots and lots of these tanks, sent them out. They do 5% of damage, damage to them before they get destroyed. And I build eight more, send them out, and just was rich. Are you repeat. supposed to be a higher level and have access to more tanks? Well, it'd be certainly easier if I was higher level yeah, and had access to more tanks, yeah. certainly. More, more units or yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah. I, would, I would have had the support. Ooh. So that's yeah. the highest level support um, yeah. aircraft is basically an aircraft, anti-aircraft aircraft carrier. So I would have had access to that and just uh, sent that out after it and destroyed it yeah, yeah, because yeah. I was only rank 11. Mm-hmm. I didn't have access to any of that nice stuff. So, I mean, it's certainly a point of like you want to like unlock units as you go through those early campaigns to give you a chance to like <laughs> yeah, learn. Yeah, to learn how, how the units work. work. You should definitely have everything unlocked by the time, by the time you end. finish the campaign. For yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Come so, on. And the graphics are worse than Command & Conquer 3. Oh, that's pretty bad. Yeah. And so all in all, it, it's just a thumbs down. It, it really is... The game that killed the franchise. Yeah. They tried something new, so good on them. They tried something new. It still felt like Command and Conquer, but it was just terrible. Just bad choices. Yeah, just bad choices. But that could, I could like, I don't know. Just everyone telling me, I'm like, oh, they don't. That doesn't sound good. Yeah, no. So I applaud them mm. for doing the co-op. 
So they did that in Red Alert too as well. You could yep. play cop and you could play those missions with a yeah. friend. And that was you each controlled your own base and your yeah. own units, but at least you were working together to defeat the computer. I guess probably it probably was not that the not necessarily the game was bad or not as good as it should have been, but also in the age when that came out, RTSs definitely weren't on the up and up anymore. No, they yeah, were they were already on their downward RTS really decline. haven't come back in the same way no. even since then kind of thing. No. You know, like, so yeah. I'm not surprised that... Um, yeah, it was yeah, the death knell of death the franchise. Oh. Even if it had had a bigger uh, supply limit, so you could literally build all three crawlers and then build all the units you had access to and then have a big army and go out there. But the maps were really small. There were, yeah, yeah there was probably very, a whole bunch of compromises they made to yeah, make it spit this new thing, this you know? new model. Yeah, yeah. I don't think getting rid of base building is necessarily a bad thing, but the other stuff, I feel like you should have been have at least two of those crawlers out at once. Yeah, and you definitely need more than like what uh, for the big units. You know, what's yeah, it, like so ten, units? eight to ten, eight to ten of the big units, units. you could build. Before you hit your supply limit. Which is ridiculous. You need all the other pieces in there to like make the whole thing work. Like yeah. it's just that's yeah. not that's not yeah. um It's not cricket. Oh, and your units leveled up and as your units leveled up they actually got better. So then you actually worry about keeping your units alive. I don't like but that, then you're no, micromanaging. I don't like that. Yeah. I didn't like it in Warcraft three. Yeah. My RTSs need to be yeah. about building units. Yeah, and, and the them units don't get better, so no. you don't mind losing individual that, units. I think that's what makes it more fun. Yeah. I think the whole hero thing. I know StarCraft had like hero, hero units. units. Yeah, but they were like But they were the normal units had eighty hit points, I had eight hundred hit points. So yeah. they were certainly much easier to keep alive. Yeah, that's it. They were more there for the story thing more yeah. than actual gameplay yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, interesting. Well, that's a bit of a retrospective. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and just because you can play it doesn't mean you should play it. And you can't buy it. It's not on no, Steam. Yeah, well, I mean, okay. like it might be elsewhere, but you can't yeah. buy it on Steam. That's and pretty- you can't get it on the A-Store either. I tried to find it on the A-Store. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, you know what's bad? When, when all the stuff that yeah. Steam has on there, you can't get still, this one. Yeah, like, they're not even yeah. listing it up for sale. Yeah. Oh. So I was- Yeah, right. I was contemplating getting Nod up. So that's- I was kind of only getting Nod up to level 20 to try out the level 20 Nod units. Yeah. Because the Saving Grace is the second to last mission of Nod. Yeah. Actually uses GDI units, which are linked to your GDI level. Oh. So I could absolutely blitz that level because I had level 20 GDI units. Yeah, right. So I could so I could have kept doing that mission and blitzing it and got up to level 20, but then I discovered Chaos Gate. So Yeah, you know, which is my, like, I'd rather spend my time no, playing doing Chaos that Gate. than yeah. just redoing something to see a couple of extra units that you should have been seeing. Yeah, should have been able to see, yeah. Never finish a campaign before you unlock everything that's available. What is that's, that? That is yeah. so that's a boneheaded decision. That's a very boneheaded really decision. Yes. It really is. Yeah. But one good thing, I can say one good thing about it. Yeah. It did have a video library of all the video clips you'd unlocked. Oh, cool. So you could actually go back and watch the whole story and remind yourself of the whole story what was at going the end. On. Yeah. yeah. Which was good. It seems like it's not it's not bad because it was rushed or they cut things or No, it's know, literally like it's, it's literally only bad because of the gameplay game decisions they, they made. made on that it. is literally the only reason it's bad. It's it's kind of a, it's a Triple A game. It feels like a Command and Conquer yeah. game. They just made bad gameplay decisions, and no one apparently got called on it. Yeah, no one said this is this terrible. isn't fun, dude. This, isn't, this fun. isn't fun to play. Yeah. It's possible that they only ever played it multiplayer, which is more fun to play. It is possible that they only did that, but I, I would imagine someone was responsible for checking the campaign and how the campaign played sing, single player. 
And of, uh, that's the other thing. Because there were three different crawlers, and each of the crawlers have 12 units, I think, so there's an awful lot of different unit types in the game. They plan... I don't think they planned each mission to be able to be beaten by a, a speci- each specific crawler. Yeah, right. Some of the missions were planned to be beaten by one specific crawler. Yeah. So it, if you weren't playing that crawler, you didn't have the right units to win the mission. Yeah. So that's weird. That's a yeah. weird, real weird choices. That yeah, is. It was. Anyway, I had to shake out multiplayer. It feels like that would be nightmare fuel. But we need to end the episode on a positive note. We do. We do. So tribes of Midgard has been getting much playtime in this house. It is fun. Okay, that's good. It is fun. You have the same kind of Kingdom to Crown discoverability yep. about it kind of thing. Like you, don't, you can go online and look it up, of course. It's all there. But I feel like the gameplay and the emergence of just exploring the world and finding things leads you down the path of optimizing your run okay. kind of thing. So, so far, we've cleared two of the ancient bosses. Okay. Uh, so far, we did the did this. Um, took us two goes to get the the serpent one down, which is a season two boss. Okay. Um, you know, because we're a bit more familiar with how, like what we might need and how to get it and get ourselves geared up. You know, to to get to that point, kind of thing. Um, everyone's kind of optimizing where you put your resources, where you where you you know move them. Like someone picked starter kit, so they had the materials to get the quarry going day one. Okay. Because cut stone is such a bottleneck. Yeah. Um, having that day one means as deliveries are coming in more, you have more resources, you know, as you yeah. need them kind of thing. Um, just did feel like, you know, you're exploring the islands, you can build a boat, sail around and just have two people sail around, unlock the shrine, then everyone raids the island to and it. Yeah. takes it out kind of thing. Um, what was nice too with this run, we tried to do the Serpent Boss first time, got, got crushed, took about a third, of its health down kind of thing. So we're mm-hmm. making progress, but we ran out of healing stuff yeah. way too soon. So we all just um, respawned back at the shrine, did a round of gearing up kind yeah. of thing, and then made a second charge at it. And we got in. Not only was our loot there from last time when we yeah. died, not that we needed it, but you know, it was nice it was there. The boss was still at- Still damaged. Still damaged. So it didn't oh, like okay. reset or anything yeah. like that. And I'm like, oh, that's so refreshing. It's a persistent world. Oh, no, we didn't have to like- Start all over again. So you can chip away at it if you want to. If you wanted to, yeah. We could have like, you know, we it was too late. It was already day 13 or 14, which is where it goes to full night and you get constantly attacked. Um, So by that stage, the run's over. So I was like, either we do it now or we don't. Or we don't, yeah. It probably would have been better knowing that boss to probably have used more range weapon and gone into that spec instead. But we still managed to get it it down. Do you know what a ranged weapon is? (laughs) <laughs> isn't it a melee weapon that you throw at someone I think so yeah I yeah. think so yeah I think it's when you take your sword and you <laughs> throw it at the I think enemy. that's how that works yeah <laughs> uh, the bows are actually not not too bad if you spec correctly and okay. you have the right set of runes there's a few builds that do actually do heap of damage okay. kind of thing but everyone else like, we have one range, one, one range person and the rest of us are just melee melee kind yeah. of thing you know uh, but yeah it's just um I, I, there's, there's a survival mode you can play, which is sort of um, boring. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's sort of, you know, it's, it's all the same stuff, except that you don't have a village anymore. Yeah. You can build your own. You can build your own teleporters where they're all fixed in the, in the saga mode. Um, you can, rather than having 
four people or five people that you talk to do things, you've got to actually build a bench for each thing that you want to like build. It's fine. But I think for that kind of a game, there are better exam. Like I rather play yeah, Valheim yeah, yeah. for that kind of ex- base building experience yeah. than I do this one. I think the roguelike one where you have this sort of time pressure is much it. more fun. Yeah, because then the yeah. then the whole streamlining of what they got for the gameplay makes more sense. Yeah, because it's all time pressure. You don't want like where I kind of want a little bit more of that grindy stuff in the single slower yeah. player, so it's a bit more you know going. It was more on a bit more surviving. Of, yeah, sort of yeah. thing. Um, I think, though, every time you kill a boss in survival, it gets more difficult. Okay. And there are a whole series of challenges to do in survival to unlock a bunch of gear and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'll probably do a bit of it just for that. But wasn't didn't really grab me. I don't feel any desire to play the survival one. I'd rather get a bunch of people and play- And play the saga version. The saga mode, yeah. yeah. I think it doesn't have too much longer, only because we'll do all the content, and that's probably all there is to do. Yeah. Like, you know, there's a few achievements like, you know, kill Fenrir in less than eight days. Yeah. Which I think is doable. If we wanted to do that, we probably could do that. Um, but, you know, once you do those, I don't see- There's no a reason of, to do it again. I don't yeah. think so. doesn't have a lot of legs. Yeah. I don't know. I guess a lot depends on how much do you want to play a game, yeah. maybe, like, yeah. kind of thing. Like, we've done quite a few runs now. I don't know if there's any tracker to tell you how many times you've done it, um, but- the, this learning part of like doing this and like working out the best way of unlocking the bridge and getting to the bridge and getting there and yeah. doing that stuff and making sure that oh, if I'm going to do this and you need to make sure you do some events and you've got to make sure you go do some quests because yeah. otherwise we don't have the bits and pieces that we need to do the thing, you know, yeah. kind of thing. And like optimizing that is is a lot of fun, really enjoyable yeah. uh, uh, game for sure. Um, and yeah, like I don't think as well, like what's, not, what's nice is the there are – good differences in the roles while everyone can do damage the dps classes do do outstanding damage, damage. Yeah. and like the seer and support class with the healing stuff it does and the one second revise very valuable yeah. at the same time as well without feeling like they're useless and they can't yeah. contribute they can't to contribute. anything you yeah. know very nice uh definitely gets a thumbs up it's a thumbs up for two reasons i think uh one is uh just discovery in the same vein as two counts, like just playing a game with that going in blind and just yeah bashing your head yep. and learning all the different bits yep. and pieces, a lot of good fun. And second, why just, can't I cut down this tree with my forehead? Ah, damn it! You can't punch a tree. I can always <laughs> punch a tree. Why can't I not punch a tree? Well, you don't bother. What you do is you go to a camp near your base and rob them and steal the stuff rather than uh, yourself. It's yes. a lot faster, much faster. You know, little little things. But you got to be confident in your class to know or how to fight. Yeah, to be whether able to steal. The, 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 the farm is too big or the, not farm, the, the camp is too big for you to go or you yeah. need to get everyone together to squanch up and, and take it out kind of yeah. thing. So like you got to know the thing but then also know how to execute the thing on it as well. Yeah. Um, and the second thing is I think it's just um, – it's really clean to play right. because they've just stripped out so much of the, of the nonsense work to make this work. It's super fun to sort yeah. of just go – oh, I take all my stuff and I just throw it in the chest and there it is. You know, when you're upgrading your bases, it just pulls – from the chest. Straight out of the stuff. chest, yeah. Nice and easy, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, that sort of stuff is quite enjoyable, you know, the little bit of progression you get and upgrading all your things and using all your souls and stuff. When I get, to get the hammer that I want to use, i got to get – got to spend a million souls. Only a million? Yeah, I'm up to 293,000 okay. so far. Close. You need to become a crossroads demon. Why is that? they got more souls. Oh, it's very easy to get souls, <laughs> souls. if you're a crossroads demon. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. 
That's where everybody goes to make a deal. Yeah, the crossroads. Yeah, they go to the crossroads and make a deal with the crossroads demon. Okay. That's... But I didn't think... I didn't think demons were... I don't, I don't, I've not read enough 40, um, Warhammer 40k to like understand a lot of like. No, that's not Warhammer. Stuff. That's oh. that's like just general mythology. Oh, just general mythology. Yeah. I thought you were as a Chaos Gate. Really, no, no, really just general mythology that you yeah. make a deal with a demon on the full a moonless night on the yeah. crossroads, at the crossroads. But that's only a single human soul. I need millions of souls here, people. Yeah, that's millions of people. There's millions of crossroads across the world. That's true. Yeah, get and it. everybody wants something. Yeah, I think I wait for them to die though. Before you no, no, you're a demon. You get the soul you straight You put away. a loophole in that contract, baby. <laughs> There's some small print. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Usually it's only a year that they have to wait before oh, they get right. the soul. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I guess then you might have intergener- intergenerational deals as well. Might be it might be very lucrative. Yeah. Get a hundred generations. Yeah. yeah that yep. could that could be profitable. <laughs> yeah. So you want this woman to fall in love with you and have lots of babies with you. Okay. You get to keep your soul, and so does she, but I get all of your children's souls and all of their children's souls, souls and all of their children, so go. on and so on. Well, then, yeah, there we and go. And you make her extremely fertile. Ah, yeah. demons, eh? Tricky. Yeah, yeah. yeah tricky. Demons. Tricky little critters. Just hunt them down and take them out, stab them with a chainsaw. But then you won't get the souls. You need another 700 and... 707,000 yeah, souls? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's like, a lot of souls. Yeah, it is a lot of souls. Uh, you get like, I mean, it depends. It depends on lots of things. Uh, I think like 30,000 souls in a run. Okay. You know, kind of thing. I, I, I guess like if you play survival as well, you probably ought to get a bunch right. there yeah. as well. What's nice is like everything you do gives, gives you a soul. soul. You know, cut down a tree, pick up a log, yeah. kill something. You know, obviously- other things have more souls. Like you kill a, a joat and you get over a thousand souls. Oh, yeah. Just from doing that. Because they've sucked other people's souls into them. I guess so. Or they're so powerful that oh, they yeah. just have more souls to give kind of thing. And I think like oh, the ancients also have lots of souls and things like that. So I think if we started to like do multi-ancient kills in one run. Mm, you'd get a lot of souls. Yeah, kind of thing. And then we start spending our golden horns. So my only yeah. problem with games like that yeah. is you spend so much time grinding for the thing that you want. By the time you get the thing you want, you're usually sick of playing the game. Well, it's a bit... It's a, it's, so, you don't get that as much in this because you unlock everything every time you play. Okay. So, you move through the tree pretty quickly. And if okay. you know what you want and you kind of know how to get it, like, for example, right, if I want the... Um, I usually do a hammer, yeah. a two-handed hammer. Um, and there's the feral, the feral one, two, and three feral hammers, which are all just stone and other low-level object... Uh, boss uh, enemy types of things right yep. usually really easy it's level three but when I go for the lightning stuff then I need linorm spikes so the dragons that you can find mm-hmm. go kill dragons for sure what's better is find a sorcerer buy sorcerer's maps until you get a sorcerer in, a, in, in, the, in the right biome and then just yeah. go buy them with souls directly and you get your hammer <laughs> so much faster. Right. You'll, ki- you'll definitely kill some, some dragons Along on the way, the way while you're doing yeah. it, right? But you can supplement that with buying. So it's about learning the quickest path and you'll get that stuff. Where the grind does come in, as you mentioned, is that um, when you kill a joe, you get a horn. If you fight, they drop randomly, you get yep. a horn. You kill an ancient, you get a horn. Yeah. So on and so forth. Um, those horns are then used to unlock runes, starter kits, some weapon recipes and things yeah. like that. So um, I spent money. It was probably not worth it, but I spent like 23 horns to get an ancient map starter kit um, so that you start with maps to the bridge, to the beacon, to, you know, 
what uh, what are the other ones are yeah immediate as soon as you start the game so you have that directional yeah stuff to go for you know where you've got to go on the map you're not just running around randomly kind yeah. of thing so yes there's a bit of grinding to get some of those tiers the million souls achievement gives you the level three lightning hammer mm-hmm. so if i want that i need to deposit a million souls. million souls so that is a huge grind relatively speaking you know it's a big one um so there is like you say there are lots of grindy bits and that kind of stuff um, yeah. i guess like there are season rewards so if you play the season you unlock all the stuff now and then yeah. it goes into the store for horns later on sort of thing so there's a bit of grindy there as well like playing it again and again um but in terms of when you actually start a, a round uh it's more about how many people you got yeah the more okay. people you have the faster the more fun everything the more fun it is the faster yeah. everything goes you level up everything a lot quicker you know and that yeah. kind of stuff um Get a get a bunch of people together, go raid a cave because every time because because loot drops for everyone. Yeah, if you find one cave, get four people to go into it. That's enough resources to get like the farm up and running immediately. Yeah, kind of thing. So it's about kind of like a little bit of, little bit of so it encourages you to play with more people. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I think it really does. You know, that kind of thing. I think if you're playing it solo, I do think it would be less fun. It's not the game for you. Yeah, I don't. I mean, the, it may be. Oh, okay. Like, I mean, I don't know. If you like headbutting a brick wall over and over and over and over Yeah, survive. I mean, they think the survival mode would be more like what you'd be doing. Yeah. You know, you get that, you give a persistent world. It lasts for the entire season. Yeah. Um, You get stack loads of of season rewards. So it's not like you're stuck with ever mode to unlock the tree. Sorry, the track. The track unlocks with ever mode you're playing, um, which is nice. Um, I think if you like the idea of a... um, Kind of this sort of game, this sort of survival game that is still a little bit streamlined, even in the, even in that mode. It's not too bad. I'm not a huge fan of the isometric view, though. That kind of puts a downer on mm. it for me. I like my survival games to be a bit more immersive, a bit more Force like person. being in the world. Yeah. Third or first is fine. I'll take either one, but isometric not so much. Where I find the saga mode is a lot more combat heavy. So you need that isometric. View. I think the isometric works better for that. Uh, but you know, that, this kind of combat is fine yeah. in isometric. It's more like the, a Diablo kind of thing yeah. than it yeah. is like a, a Valheim in the survival. I feel like the two two differences there. Yeah, because uh, yeah, with saga mode, you've got to go, yeah. go, yeah. go. Yeah. You let, the more time yeah. you spend in that base running around is less time you're exploring Collecting the map, getting stuff. sorcerers, finding yeah. things. Go, go, go. You know, yeah. So I dig it. I think it's fun. Um, if you've got enough people to play it. If you've got enough people. That's the thumbs up and thumbs down yeah. with all my tribes and mid guys. Certainly better than bloody CNC4. <laughs> yes. It's a, like, I think tribes and mid guys are objectively a good game, even if it is a bit limited in, in its total life cycle, which, I mean, I finished high on life and now I'm not going to play that ever again. So yeah. that's got a limited sort of yeah. cycle. I guess maybe there's a little bit of a expectation these days of games as a service that just go on yeah, forever, forever kind of thing. That's yeah. not this. It, it is. It is. They are adding new bosses all the time, so you can always come yeah. back every season and just do, do the, the new boss, boss and then yeah. put it down again. Which I think some people do. It'd be fine, you know. We we'll probably yeah. do the same thing once we. I think there's like we're at season four now, so we've got two more bosses to kill, which might take us to the next season, and then there'll be yeah. another boss to kill, and it'll be five bosses. That's that's a little bit. Of, that's a bit to work through, I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, that's it. For this week's thumbs up, thumbs down. So four three thumbs up, up. Four thumbs up, one thumb down. Yeah. Four. Or three thumbs up, one thumb down, and one thumb sideways. I think Tribes of Midgard's a bit, it's a bit situational okay. on, on how many people you got to play with. I think like well, High and Life's a single player game. Kingdom Two Crowns is single or, or co-op. So yeah. you've got an option there. And I think single player is 
totally fine for that. Chaos Gate's single player. Yeah, single player. CNC, you're not going to play that anyway. No. <laughs> and Trials of Midgard is if you've got at least three people, I think is the minimum. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, three. Because I think mostly because uh, when you're doing the defend, you've got three gates to defend. Right. So um, you need someone at each gate. Yeah. Or at least I think with three people, one can defend. If you've got, if you get up enough, one person can defend and the other two people can still be exploring. Yeah. And I think you need at least two people always. Exploring. It, trying to get to places because otherwise and as well like you run three time. people go into a cave that's enough resources i think to unlock one of the farms that you need as well so i think i think three is the minimum we've played a few with two and that's okay three uh and or ten if you get ten i don't know how you control uh, ten, ten people yeah. and get ten people to kind of like Work converge together. on something like that but even yeah. if you got like six of the ten people would be more than enough. And the other really four just like, doing their just own Just do whatever thing. they want. They're yeah. just like running around kind of thing. That would be okay. Yeah, yeah. no problems. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. All right. Until uh, next episode. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Luke. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite podcast on the internet.